folks of Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, Stephanie Merch. And we are here today at the Naughty Greek. We love this place. It's just across kind of the road from the station. It's uh, right here in University. And it's a really, a really wonderful, fresh, fun place. There's a plate that I always get, the Euro plate. And I get I, the pork Euro. Okay, because I never know what the right thing to order here is. And Stephanie hit it. It's yeah. the Euro plate. It's the Euro plate. You just get the Euro meat, and it comes sitting on a pita, and then I get a side salad. I, don't, I mean, the fries are fine. I just, I don't need that. I wanted that green because I then, you get the salad, which has a ton of feta on it, and you get the tzatziki sauce in the corner. And the tzatziki sauce is the bomb here. Is that how you say that word, tzatziki? I always say tzatziki. I don't know. Zatziki. That's I think maybe heard. your way is better. Zatziki. You kind of, the tea is there. It's Zatziki. Yeah. It's just not tzat, tzatziki. <laughs> or tzatziki. Tzatziki. <laughs> like the Midwestern, I'm yeah. going to have a side of tzatziki. Tzatziki. I've never heard that. They um, have a great um, Greek salad here, but it has no lettuce, which is really unusual in ordering Greek salads around oh, town. It's just chunks it's of cucumber, cucumber chunks of feta, chunks of tomato, onion. It's delicious. That's my mom used to make that. It would be sitting out. Like she would make a big bowl of it, and then we would just sit and pull tomatoes and cucumbers out of it, you know, as you're walking by. That's what I'm hoping I get as I get the garden going, because the garden is planted now, Stephanie, up in Ely. No, I know. You haven't been there, though. I know, but <laughs> we planted it. We planted the seeds, and then we left for three weeks, and then Kurt bought tomatoes, cucumbers, and peppers and went up right when we got home from our trip. I meant to ask you if he's he was up there now. Yep, and he planted those. So now everything is in. And we're just watching and waiting. Did he say it was like a, like a, was it a crazy weed show? No, there's no weeds at all, which I think is really weird, but it's a raised bed and. Well, you put in all brand new soil, right? We did. And we had it covered over the winter with like a black tarp and we've got a wood chip path. It's actually, it's real cute. I'm sure it is. Yeah. It looks real cute. My, my box is in the garden, which are raised are just, but because of the weeds that come up from underground. Yeah. Or it's a, just a, it's like it's like a war in there. It is like a war scene. I cannot fight the weeds back. I just can't. So, I love it. It's kind of fun though. So you just dig through and find your stuff. Yeah, and I just I beat down like the the grass that is all around it and the crab grass, the and reeds, the actual reeds from the swamp, which come up through my garden. Because you had in the backyard, the back forty swamp. was like underwater. Yeah. So yeah, it really was so swampy this year. I kind of was like, well, we'll just this garden will just be sort of a. A short little quick burst. So I have string beans, which there are beans already. Wow. Little cute French string beans. I'll show you a picture of those later today. And then I have, you know, I have a couple cucumbers planted and a bunch of tomatoes. That's all I did. Can you take this the right way when I say it to you? I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait until you say it. I know, because it's sort of a weird thing to say to you. But when I first found out, like, you had a garden, I was really surprised by that. Because 
I know like you love fresh food and everything, but you don't seem like you're home enough. No, I don't have time to like maintain a garden. And yet you planted a full on garden. Yeah. Did you have a garden at your old house or is it just that you had a box at this house? No, I've always had gardens. I mean, I've always planted containers, I guess. Yeah. So I've always, always planted herbs every summer, no matter what I plant herbs. Because I need them for the kitchen. Yeah, that's kind of my go-to, too. And then I've done tomatoes to success or to not success. You know, lemon cucumbers here and there. I'm not like, you know, Elizabeth Reese, our lovely garden Yeah, you know, But you did Brussels sprouts? Yeah, because, I mean, why not? Give it a shot. I don't have any... I don't have any, like, need to be a successful gardener. I'm willing to give something a shot. My cu- or my cauliflower failed. Or my Brussels sprouts failed. I'll probably never do those again. But, I mean, if I don't give them a shot one time, yeah, how am I not going to do them? I think I'm going to have a broccoli failure, if maybe, I had to guess. Maybe. I don't know. It, it was knows? almost dead when we put it in the ground. Yeah, so we'll I had one, one tomato that I was like, well, this is a long shot. And I put it in there, and then I came back. And this is the truth. This week, I cooked zero things at home, to be clear. Yeah. I cooked zero things. We ate out all week or brought I did the same. And so, also along with that, I did not walk down to the other side of my yard. So, I came home from work. I worked more. And then I got up, went to bed. I got up. I did the same thing (laughs) for the entire weekend. It just was a nightmare. So, like, I don't know what the garden looks like right now. And I that's the thing. It's like, but yet, I'm also willing to sacrifice it if that's... If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm not going to cry over my, you know, weedy radishes. Right. I I have had to get my mind around that, that this, and this is, I think, the lesson for me in gardening is it's like, it's not in my control. So right. you put it in, you pray, you hope that it yeah. works out and yeah. maybe you can amend it with some water and some soil help, but really... It's just nature doing its thing, which is sort of fascinating and yeah. fun too. Yeah, like the the I planted those black pumpkins. I was so excited for those. Not a damn blossom. Nothing last year. Like nothing. And I don't know if it's because I planted it. It was too wet. I don't know if it got. If it was like there was just too many weeds that I couldn't see underneath. Yeah. I don't know if it was because there wasn't enough space to vine out. I have no idea. But I got zero pumpkins. So then I go. Oh well. I'm not just going to do pumpkins. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting season. I'm going up tomorrow. I don't really know. Kurt's like, you have to harvest lettuce. I don't know how to harvest lettuce. You do just you? cut it. Yeah. You just snip it. You just snip it at the bottom. You just take your leaves and snip it. And so do you cut it, it down all... to the ground or do you need to leave some green there so that it can it like, de- make no, more no, no, phosphorus? Yeah, you can cut down, I think. And it, it depends on what your, which ones they are too. There's different greens, but okay. you should look it up. But I used to pull around, you know, and then I would pull the center and then I'd pull around. I pull the center and then I pull around. I just did it in rotations. Okay. And then you can, and then it always just comes back. The bib lettuce was great because it just kept coming back. Okay. Because yeah, I don't Same know. Same with the arugula. I always chop off my arugula, a ton of them. But then some of them I let grow because I want them to flower because the arugula flowers are delicious. Really? Yeah. Because so I always cut off the flowers because I think they look ugly. I like a tiny little, little garden. Tiny white flowers. The, hour, the flowers themselves are ugly. Just like when things go to seed, it looks untidy. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't have tidy issues at all. But maybe that's why I can have a garden because I could give a crap about what it looks like. The funny thing too that I just realized when I've been thinking about this garden is basically we're gone the entire month of September. Which is like when you harvest things in Minnesota, right? Yeah. Because it's and I'm going to be at the state fair for twelve days, yeah. so. Wow. I'm, yeah, I know. I think I'm going to end up harvesting a lot of stuff when I'm up there for Labor Day. I'll be up there like the Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I'm just going to take it all like to a food shelf for, I don't know, 
haven't, haven't gotten that far. Yeah. I mean, you can cook it and eat it, too. You can save it. You can can. You can. Oh, God. The it freezer. It depends on what you get. Though. Yeah. Maybe I'll just throw everything in the freezer and pray. Yeah. Right. Um, when I was gone, thank you, by the way, publicly for right. carrying my water more yep. than once. Mm. Uh, was Molly your co-host? No, Elizabeth was and Meredith Deeds was. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Um, fun. It's always fun to... Elizabeth Reese is like the city farmer. Yeah. So it's always she's fun to talk urban, to her. She's our urban farmer. And Meredith Deeds is such a good home cook. I think she really brings a unique perspective. Um, there was an article that... I don't know if... You must have sent it to me. I did. I did. Well, I put it on the grid and it was... Um, it was on, because we did talk about it. So just so you weekly dishes know, we did sure. we did chat it up. And it's that New York Times piece. Um, it's an opinion piece by that novelist about Smash the Wellness About community. Jessica Knoll. Yeah. Why are so many smart women falling for its harmful pseudoscientific claims of the wellness industry was the headline. And the basic thing were, that she was saying that I brought up, that I discussed, and I think I discussed it. I think it was Elizabeth, but we talked about how, you know, she was saying that the wellness industry is the diet industry and that she's saying that it's just diet phobia and body shaming repackaged and maybe more dangerously as wellness. And there's a lot. And do you want me to say what I said or do you want to go ahead and No, I want with, you to say. My big thing was that it, I, there's a lot of truth to that. I do believe that people tend to repackage. I mean, the diet industry is massive and it is big and it is influential and it is part of our culture to be thin. And 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 the idea that that uh, shaming people for their size and is something that is, um, you know, is, is now turning and masking to saying, it's not about you're it's about you're not healthy but really what they're saying is you should lose weight so this is what she's saying and i agree that there's there's definitely people in places that do that that talk about that but i also think that to put the entire wellness industry into this bucket is a mistake because there are so many people who have really learned more about themselves and how they eat because of the wellness industry because of quote unquote wellness it's a really complicated subject for me. Yeah, it personally. is. And I thought about that too. In a couple of ways. One, I'm very susceptible to these wellness you messages. Are. And I think it started because of being a cancer survivor because I felt like when I was diagnosed at 42 that I had done something inherently wrong. I I must have screwed up my body. I must have taken too many birth control pills. I must have eaten too many hormones in my meats. Like I really, I didn't say it out loud to many people, but I really thought like, oh my gosh, I did this to myself by doing something. So that fed into my becoming somewhat obsessed with what is health? What is a healthy lifestyle? I kind of went way into like juicing and buying $800 Vitamix and I was going to cure cancer that way. I remember there was a moment where you told me, well, I'm just done with actual pasta. I will never eat that again. <laughs> it's only whole wheat I'm pasta. Sure I did. And you were like emphatic that that was and I was like I'm not going to tell you that that wasn't it or that that is going to be the changing moment of your life but I could tell you needed you needed to hold on to something or you needed to feel that you were controlling something yeah and I needed to have like this rational order in my brain of if I just do these things then maybe I can stop this cancer from spreading in my body yeah so that was sort of the start of it for me and I've always been a lover of food right mm -hmm. I've always I was a really thin person for most of my up through like mid twenties. And then like, you know, you just start, 
I, I don't know. I started cooking more. I started eating more. I started drinking more. Child, I was busy working. I wasn't exercising as much. Put on some weight. And it's just been a balance ever since then. Sometimes I'm winning that battle. Sometimes I'm losing it. But, like, I have done the South Beach diet a million times. I have done the whole 30 a million times. I have low. I was the first person to subscribe to cooking light. I'm sure of it. I just am always looking for ways to take this love of mine of food and of cooking and of growing the food and all of it, but make it make my body healthier. But really, it's not no, about for health. For you, it's not about health. No, it's it's about control. It's and, that, and it's yeah, and it's a weight thing. You have yes. a, you have a thing where you're like, oh. I want to be skinnier. I, do, I feel, you know, like fat no matter. All the time. Yes, it's no like, matter for how you, much there is, and there's something about not accepting the body that you have. That's right. You've had a thing with that our whole time together. Yeah, which and is no matter how skinny or fat I am, it's still that thought is running through me. So when the diet industry they say it's a virus, and viruses are smart, it keeps surviving decade after decade by changing the messaging and almost duping you into believing this messaging. Yes. I am a smart person. I know about nutrition. I know that eating whole foods is the best way to go. But I also, I'm not going to ever be that person that can't not eat a fettuccine carbonara once in a blue moon with not whole wheat pasta, Stephanie. Yes. And am I just then a sucker for every trend that comes along? And I think I am. You are. I mean, when you talking about your intermittent fasting... Which actually... Don't tell me, don't tell me that it makes you have a clearer mind and makes you think better because you still forget everything I tell you. <laughs> and you, you have told yourself that it makes you clearer. You've decided that that is what works and that is thing, but you still forget so much crap that we it's have true. to deal with. Okay, here's the real 100% honest, just me and you answer to why I like intermittent fasting. Okay. And it's, just, it's sick. I like it because... I can just, I can, for a limited window of time, I can say I'm not eating today and I just don't, but it's, if I say I'm going to eat a little, or I'm just going to eat these, or I'm just going to eat that. It's a lot. I have, I can't, I have a lack of self-control. So just not eating is a thousand times easier for me than trying to eat normally or portion control or a small meal. But what is the, what is the goal of the not eating? Just to. Um, give myself a reset because I want to eat everything when I go to a restaurant. I want to have an appetizer and I want to have an entree and I want to have a glass of wine. Why can't you do that? I can't do that every day because I can't exercise fast enough to maintain. Because you're not happy with your body and it's not okay for you to be the person that you are when you want to eat the way you want to eat. But I think it's, yes. And this is what she's saying. Honestly, you are more on her spectrum than, than anything. Yes. But at the same time, it's not healthy to think like you can eat chocolate cake every day. I can't. When no. you eat out in a restaurant, there's a lot of things in your food that you don't necessarily control. They, you don't control how they make it. If I cook at home, I would probably give myself a little more latitude because I know what's in the food. But I love to eat a lot of food. I love to eat a greasy burger. I love to eat a healthy salad. Like, I love it all. But let me ask you this. And this is, this is the thing that I would have asked her if she were sitting here. Is that if you, because her whole thing, and you read the piece about how this intuitive eating is catching on, and it's really more about... I could never do that. You do do that. It's just that you also stop yourself from eating for two days. That's what you're doing. You're intuitively eating most of the time. 
I think you are. And then what now you've decided is that this is what you're doing is you're actually eating intuitively most of the time. And then for two days, you're not eating at all as a punishment for the fact that you have chosen to eat how you want to eat. That's what you just said to me. Yeah, I did say that. And what she said that struck me was that she like that there's good days and bad days. Well, I know. I hated that idea. But that's how I think. But that's balance. Like, there's a difference between balance and there's a difference between... And and I wish that she wouldn't have said good or bad. Because, honestly, those are the moral judgments that are... That's the wrong thinking. It's not the adjusting. It's not the way that you're eating with that. Most people find moderation. Moderation is balance. That's the definition of it. It's both sides of the equation evened out. Moderation. So if you are, like for me, having to write a hamburger article and have to eat three hamburgers in a day, then for me to say that I'm eating salad for the, you know, for the next day doesn't make that I'm not punishing myself by salad. It's not a punishment. It's a salad, and I'm excited by it. And I love that, like today, sitting here, I didn't even want the fries, like at the at the Naughty Greek. I don't particularly. I always want the fries. Okay, but right, but so like <laughs> I didn't, and so like having this gorgeous fat salad of with cheese and everything else, that to me was a reward for everything as as much a reward as a cheeseburger is. Do you want to know how I saw that? I didn't order the fries because I was probably going to eat the pita. So I don't want to have, like, too starchy things like that. So trying to make... But that would be a balance. I would say that that would be a balance moment, too. But fries are bad. Salad's good. See, yeah. And that's the thing. is like, And if you would have ordered the fries and the salad, I mean, that's just a lot. But if you would have... I also don't get into, like, overdoing it. But, like, in your mind, you also could eat fries later today if you wanted. You have that option. You have the privilege to be able to do that, too. That's you know not I mean? how I'm thinking. I know. You're, but I think that if you think about it in terms of instead of it being a punishment, I would love for you to not punish yourself for the way that you eat. And then a lot of that comes with understanding that it's okay to eat fries. You're allowed to eat fries if you want to eat fries. And I would and then say later, that. you would do something. Maybe then later, it's not a punishment. Maybe you eat. you would eat a salad. But the idea of, like, taking away from yourself and not eating at all to, like, control your body and to control yourself so that you're not like a doughier person i think that to me is a i i don't understand that idea that person you're describing is me yeah i know a hundred percent i know and i didn't really realize this i don't think until i and i had a friend that had an eating disorder in high school i actually had a lot of friends that had eating disorders in high schools and i didn't so i always was like oh that's so terrible that that happened to them And having an eating disorder is really hard because you can't just not eat. You can stop drinking. You can stop smoking pot. You can stop doing whatever it is. But you have to learn to live with food. Yeah. I would say I have a disordered view of eating. I do too. And. I mean, I would say that about you. Yeah. And I don't think I got really clear about that probably until about five years ago. I know. I would agree with that. And I'm, I'm really working on just trying now to have self-acceptance like body positivity yep i love that for everyone else (laughs) and i (laughs) see it i see it for everyone else and i'm like oh that's so good for you and and i'm thrilled for them hey and i'm not but it doesn't i don't feel like i have that or could even get it well i think 
I don't know why, but for some reason, so I'm 48, I'm a proud 48-year-old, and I will say that I have started to notice that my eating habits affect me in different ways. I am very, I'm very in tune with the way that I eat because of the fact that I do eat for work, and a lot of the times I can't eat the things I want to eat. I have to go eat somewhere because I have to eat yeah. there. And so then I'm very in tune with how it affects me and everything else. And I think that's a good part of wellness. That's a part of the wellness industry that I've, I've learned about how food affects your body. But I'm also aware that I am not, that it is, I am, I cannot eat the three days worth of cheeseburgers and then balance myself out as easily as I used to. I know how to balance myself. I know how to do it. And I just haven't, it's just taking me a little bit longer now to kind of rejigger. And I'm trying to learn that whole piece of it. But I'm also aware that, like, I know that as a 48-year-old woman, I'm either on or in menopause. I don't know. But I know that everything is still changing. And we're all changing. And we're all growing. And we're all dying. And I think about how I look at a picture of me from even, like, five, six years ago. And I'm like, oh, she was... Look at that cute little, like, look at that cute bod. Yep. And I didn't appreciate it then. And I didn't appreciate it. And I feel like now I'm coming into a place where I am appreciative of the whole thing. Like, I'm, I know that I'm healthy and I know that I am able. And I know that I am disease-free as far as I know, knock on wood. But I, uh, I don't, I'm trying to appreciate that and not try to punish it. And even, I mean, I don't, I have never been a big punisher, you know, of that because I feel like... Lord knows there's plenty of other things that punish me in this world. And the world is punishing you just by your very existence. So, you know, food for me has always been about nourishment and love and, and, and about just, it's, it's, and you can, I think when you read what I write, it's about, it's really joy, happiness and, and your soul. It's part of my soul. And so I don't ever want it to control. I never wanted like something that I love that much. I don't think it can't control me. And also I can't control it. It's funny because I don't feel unhappy about my relationship with food, but I do feel like it has a lot of facets to it. And one of the ways that I have felt so much better in the last 18 months is a intermittent fasting because I feel like I kind of get a reset. And also I've always been, I I hated exercise my whole life. Which is weird because you are one of the people who I know most prolific in it. And it really gives me so much more balance in my life. When I was um, running and training for marathons, I hated every minute of it, but it made me more a balanced person. I tend to have more anxiety in general. And if I can exercise an hour a day, it sort of gets me to where I think most other people start. Okay. And not having that churning anxiety all the time, it just makes me feel better overall. Yeah. And so I don't exercise, like I don't eat a cheeseburger and think, oh, I got to exercise tomorrow. But I just think I got to exercise because it makes me be a better person. It makes me not feel so anxious about everything. And the whole wellness thing, here's here's uh, a, the bottom line of yeah. this article. Yeah. She said, in 2019, I want to propose that women can get together without mentioning our bodies and our diets. That it would be a small act of resistance and a kindness to ourselves. And I asked this other friend of mine, I'm like, do you think that, you know, when you get together with your friends? And she was like, yeah, that could never happen. And she said it wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't be fun to hang out and not talk about your bodies? Yeah, because she said, like, you find community in talking with other people and holding up that mirror to them and seeing if they're like you and are you like them and you're in this community. That was the way that she saw (laughs) 
What a freaking nightmare that I have to be friends with someone who's going to hold a mirror up against me and hold me accountable for shaming my body form? No, I think you're taking it the wrong way, but I'm still laughing. That that we as women get together and we talk about our families and we talk about our bodies and we talk about our aging and we talk about our journey and our body positivity and that we talk about all that. Yes, that is a thing. And in this article, they're saying, can we not talk about it? That it's a small act of resistance to not discuss it. No, no. But the beginning of the article is where they were sitting there and they were talking about, oh, I'm not going to eat the salad because my thighs are too fat. And like, oh, I was totally, you know, so I'm not drinking today because I drank so much yesterday. I'm on Sober Sunday. So it's the punishment aspect of it. That's what she's trying to say is like, I don't think, and that's the idea that this, I, that it's like good or bad, yeah. black and white. Well, and I mean, to say that, I, I mean, the, I, I, the worst part was like the fact that she sits in a group and does that and heard all those things and people. And I thought, I don't have those friends. We sit and we talk about like, oh my God, I made these meatballs and they were amazing. And we talk about, you know, they're, we talk about families, we talk about friends, but there is never a point in any of my group discussions where we talk about how fat someone is or how they can't. The only thing would be because like I can't eat gluten because gluten has been too has been wrecking, wreaking havoc on my body. And that to me is true wellness is understanding that not because I'm not good enough and no one will love me because I'm because I'm eating bread. The worst part is when people go, well, I'm just not eating bread. You know what? Sometimes you got to eat bread. Well, I when mean, I was in France, I ate a you know lot how, of bread. Do you know the privilege of that? That's the, what Elizabeth and I talk about because she said it on the show once a couple of years ago, how it feels really weird to say like, well, I'm just, it's very privileged in our American society to say, I'm just not eating rice. I'm not eating carbs because of, you know, rice is bad for you. Really? Try telling that to an entire, you know, country, continent, continent yes. and about how they subsist on it and are not fat, quote unquote, and are healthy and are living structured human lives. But then go ahead and try to tell them that it's not good for you. I will say, Stephanie March, when I was in France and I was eating my 12th chocolate croissant. Yes. And I was thinking, you know, I probably should lay off on the chocolate croissants. I didn't because I thought I'm only here. And probably that's probably my last time going to France. I don't feel like I need to go back there. And damn, I don't want it to be the last time I ever get to eat this delicious chocolate croissant. Right. Well, and you were living holistically in the moment of all those things. And that's where I do think this intuitive eating, when you get away from your anxiety and trying to control your food and you just live your life. Now, I'm not saying, and this goes back to where you're saying, I don't want to eat a cheeseburger every day. I guarantee you, you wouldn't eat a cheeseburger every day if you stopped trying to control it. It's the same idea of the, you, you know, the minute you stop thinking about having a baby, you have a baby. I know this is a different science. Don't get mad at me, people, for that. But like the idea that you want a cheeseburger, that I, you're I want a cheeseburger every day. I can have a cheeseburger every day. I have lived that life. I I literally have. And I can tell you, you do not want a cheeseburger after your third cheeseburger. Well, and like growing up, my mom, we had tons of snacks. Like there was no restriction on what we could eat. And we never wanted the snacks. We never ate them because they were always there. And then I'd go to the friend's house where they weren't allowed to have any sugar. Yeah. And she'd come to my house and it would be like she would gorge herself on all of our treats because she wasn't allowed to have those in her house. Yeah. It's sort of like you crave what you can't have. Oh, absolutely. But this is getting back to just why intermittent fasting works for me. Because on those five days that I'm not fasting, I'm also not restricting. I'm not, I'm just being in the moment. Living intuitively. I don't eat a cheeseburger. 
So, if but if you didn't, let me ask you this: What would really change for you if you decided to eat that same way on those two days? I can tell you what would change, and it's not the end of the world. I'd probably gain fifteen pounds back. Okay. And it, and it would be okay. Like, I didn't think I was... Do you, have you? Are you telling me that you think that you have lost 15 pounds since you've started intermittent fasting? Like, oh, yeah. Is it you've marked it and you know it? For sure. I've lost okay. 18 pounds. Okay. And I just feel better. I sleep better. I feel literally better. And it's not about the psychological feeling better. I legitimately feel better. I'm less achy. I feel like I'm sleeping better. I feel more... Um, emotionally dissatisfied, I guess. I just feel good. I feel more happy with myself. And you think that's because of the intermittent <laughs> fasting? I do. Because I kind of don't buy that. I know, but I do. And you got to hold on to what works, right? For you. I yeah. guess. I feel I would, like... I would love to... So did you intermittent fast when you were in France? No. So, and you didn't feel horrible? Or well, did you? I think I, yes, I did. Because for the first week, all we did was eat and drink Well, a lot. and I mean, yeah, to go. Into and then I, we rented a, I rented a bike and yeah. I pedaled my face off for the next week. Not because I was trying to lose weight necessarily, no, but I felt you were, gross. You were, you wanted activity because, and again, that was listening to your body. Yeah. You didn't have to ascribe to a diet or anything else. You just listened to what like you felt. I feel like I needed to move. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's, it's just complex issues. I know we tend to give opinions very strongly here. and We're both opinionated. We're opinionated. That's, That's maybe, do... maybe why you listen to us. But... And maybe you, each of you, whoever is listening, maybe yeah. you find yourself in Stephanie or maybe you find yourself in me and either are okay. Yeah, know that our discussions are one of the things that's the best thing is that we feel so safe with each other that we can say things that maybe you don't get to say to other people. I know that I can say things to you and call you on things and ask you questions and you won't be mad at me and we'll never lose our friendship. No. So the freedom of that is beautiful. I might beautiful. be mad at you, but <laughs> you can be mad at me and I'll that happens. Past it. But we all get past, well, and the same thing. Like I get Annoyed. really fired up and then I'm like, wow, that was dumb. <laughs> and so I think that that's a beautiful thing that, that that's an openness that I really, really hope that we bring to these kind of topics that that is something that not everyone's allowed to share with their friends so i'm hoping that we give some of that insight and that i think i think we're very common people yeah. i think you're special in your own way and i'm special in my own way but i know people listening oh yeah they either see themselves in you or they see themselves in me or somewhere in the middle and that's because we're all sharing the same human is, experience really yep and body positivity yeah. like if you have that that is fantastic, and I'm so happy for you, and I mean that 100% with my whole heart. But are you going to see me at the State Fair in white Lululemon pants and a half top ever? You're just not. It's not I'm, no, and that's me either. And, I mean, I, I do feel like I, I know what I am. I also feel like I also know that if I wanted to, if I wanted to have a CrossFit body, you know, I could do that. I could, it would take, I understand the commitment it takes and that I know that, I mean, I know that I can't grow five inches and be five foot seven, <laughs> but I also know that if I, if I decided to then create the form of body that, that, that would lead to in terms of like lifting weights every day and restricting my diet and eating differently and, and completely putting things into a different bucket. That's a, that's a thing I could do, but it would ra drastically change my life. And then to me, at this point, I have decided what is of value to me. I'm at 48 years old. I know what I value and what lends to my best life. And that is, that is exercise in a moderate amount. That is eating in a moderate amount. That is drinking in a moderate amount. And finding the hills and valleys that make me happy and that go with the cycles of life. 
And I will tell you, I am 100% there. And I was not there 18 months no, ago. No, I would say that too. And I feel like I am in balance. Now, I may not be here forever. You know, everything changes and shifts, right? And yeah. it's a constant evolution. But that I am healthy is a gigantic thing I think about more than most people every day. I think about that. And that I feel whole and happy in my personal life, happy in my work life, that I'm in, that I'm able to continue to do the work that I do is pretty fantastic. Yeah. And, and that you're not a size two. And no. like it's never going to, you know, that's not the equation. And that I can be honest and truthful about my failings and my experiences. And if that inspires you to be honest and truthful in your failings yeah. and your hopes and dreams, great. I hope that I encourage people to do that because we're all just trying to live this human experience, right? right? Yeah, and I would rather, and this is the thing, that, the hardest thing for me with her was that she was saying how, uh, you know, she's a thin person. She struggled with bulimia, I think, when uh-huh. she was in high school. So for me, that mindset of being thin is pretty and thin is good was is something that she's never lost. She's just going through the permutations. And I feel bad that she doesn't understand... Um, how to feel healthy with wellness instead of only seeing wellness through the thin veil through those that lens that she has been looking eating. the entire time. Yeah. That was the biggest part. And so if you can feel healthy and if that is an actual health where your body is, you know, functioning on a lot of levels and it's across the board, then you can, you know what I mean? It's it's really however you need to find it. All right. And I think we'll leave that here. I'm so glad we got to talk about it, though. I read this article and I was like, oh, I got to talk to Stephanie about it. I know. And then Uh, you you went to Europe. (laughs) And then I did. And now I'm back. And I feel pretty good. Like, honestly, I ate whatever I wanted in Europe. And I rode my bike because I was feeling so sedentary in the first part of the trip in Paris, which is I don't know anybody else that rents a car in Paris. Don't just walk. Yeah. But uh, towards the back half of the trip, I was able to do more of the things that make me feel good. But right. It was a great trip. I'm happy to be back and looking forward to podcasting and radio shows for the rest of the summer. There we go. All right. Thanks. Ciao.